Yeah, does this sound okay? Yeah, it sounds good right now. Well, do you have any uh, topic you want to cover in particular tonight? Hmm. Uh, let's see. The microphone even has the little, uh, the little thing on it. The what? The little screen on it. On the little microphone there. Oh yeah, this is what um they call a quality microphone peak. Let me show you my setup. Notice the windsock too. You hear the difference? Can you eat? Can you eat cereal on it and do ASMR? I could eat fucking ass on this, and you would start to feel a tingle deep inside your rectum. Save that for the XXX episode. <laughs> right. When your mom's on the show. <laughs> oh, mother, that whore. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she never hears this. <laughs> All right. So what are we getting into today? Are you asking me? Speculating versus investing quite the personal topic yeah let's let's first look at the definition well speculating is just gambling pretty much right yeah yeah and on investopia.com they say that the main difference between speculating investing and investing is the amount of risk involved Investors try to generate satisfactory return on their capital by taking on average or below average amount of risk. Speculators are seeking to make abnormally high returns from, here's the key word, bets that can go one way or the other. Speculative traders often use futures, options, and short selling trading strategies. So we take that and you know we, we can kind of relate it to it's my early stock market days and are you referring to blink or neo or <laughs> what's the one who says not doing too bad fitbit uh, <laughs> i think i was trading tesla. Fitbit when it was two dollars a share i think tesla's dollar, not too bad dollar <laughs> 90 you know all the stocks that i should have just held but Speculating to me is really emotional. You know? mm. There's a lot of emotional emotional attachment in buying a certain stock or buying a certain thing because you you, you, know, you think and you feel that it would make you it'd give you the return you want and it would make you feel happy. I think and, also and like bragging rights. Yeah, and there's no logic. It's not logic based. When I was buying stocks, it wasn't because you know, this is a good company or this company has good financial records. It was just because it's down today and I think it'll go up tomorrow. With no or, it, or it's already up and let me jump on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buying into the hype. Terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do. You see a lot of people do that that don't have you know, any financial intelligence. They just kind of jump into it just because, oh, everybody else is doing it. And they've got mm. FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. So they think, well, if it's going up, it's going to keep going up. And then when it crashes, well, it's just like, well, I'll never do that again. I'll never put my money there again. So, mm. and, and then you have investing, which is, you know, the biggest difference to me, speculation 
is emotional. Investing is logic-based. Do the numbers work? Do they not work? Or are you only buying it because it, you know, it feels good, or you've already told your friends that you're going to do it, so you feel inclined to do it? You know, or are you buying it because the numbers truly work? You know, is it a real investment? What do you think about that? No, I I agree. I think investing because I was talking to a friend recently uh, that I made up here, and he was saying that he's hesitant to invest because he feels like not being smart with your money. Like from a religious standpoint, like it's uh, it's just gambling, which is is kind of one of those like gray areas in religion. I yeah. feel like, and, and I told that, him I was, that's funny because churches they don't pay taxes, mm. and churches buy land, and then it's tax exempt. I think I don't know exactly how it works, but churches, a lot of churches, a lot of pastors that I've met, they are real estate investors because it makes sense as a pastor or as a church owner. I don't know how that works exactly, but to buy real estate because not only can you profit from the real estate, but certain rules don't apply to you also if that piece of real estate or if that apartment duplex, whatever it may be, is on the same lot as the church and it's rented to the church members, certain equal opportunity laws don't exist for mm. that church. Uh, and that's getting off into something else. But churches, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of churches, they'll just have shotgun junk properties just because they can use it as a tax write-off. So That is an interesting factoid. So going back to what I was saying, Peak, like I told him, I was like, if you're just investing and you're so what we were already talking about, like you're speculating or you're buying into the hype or you just, you finally get your Robinhood account or whatever you're using. I feel like most young people now it's Robinhood and you just buy whatever's green, whatever's going up. That's gambling. That's not smart. That's just fucking yourself down the road. But investing is research driven or at least it's got logic on the side. So not buying a one single stock but getting a portfolio that way one stock can fail without you losing money necessarily so what are some things you speculated on versus invested on best invested in the big one the the heartache that both of us (laughs) succumbed to was neo which is for those of you that haven't heard of it it's the chinese startup it's an electric chinese startup company and when it first ipo'd maybe what two years ago now maybe somewhere around two years ago now it was like it was supposed to be like the tesla killer and all this and i got peaked to buy in and i got several friends and i told them advocating for this damn stock for free basically yeah i was i i got a lot of hype for it and it came out i think it was around like six or seven dollars when it first opened up to the public and i knew nothing about it someone at work told me about it so i was like it can't hurt so I think I put $100 in. It started to go through the roof. And over the course of that same day, I pumped in another few hundred dollars. But it closed at over double the price that it opened at. And so I just kept putting money into that, speculating, didn't really know. It's a new company. There's no idea if it's even going to be around a year from when it came out. So I was just speculating. And then it fell and I sold. And it has been rising ever since. After after probably like six months, maybe eight months of being really low under the $6 range that it came out at, now it is around $50 or $60 a share. I think it closed at $58 today. 
And for Peak and I, that would literally have been 20 grand, 50, like it, just this ludicrous amount of money we could have made if we would have either, yeah, just <laughs> just done more research or trusted our gut in it. But you have to be careful with trusting your gut, of course, but yeah, yeah. so that that's the major like uh, drawback right now, or not drawback, that's the major like pin in my side, a thorn in my side. What What do you invest in? So what I do now is I do a lot more portfolio stuff. I don't. I own very few individual stocks that like I handpicked. Um, one of the ones I own, I forget what the name is. It's Gladstone something, but it's. I think the acronyms are or the tickers are Glad and Gain. Okay. And I only own those because they do monthly dividends. So it's just kind of this constant little inflow. It's not a lot, but it's uh you know right. when you start to you know, the more you own, the more you get. But everything I do is in indexes, right? So I have several on M1 Finance, which um, we're going to have an article up soon talking about it. And soon right now is going to be February time for February 2021. So depending on when you're listening, it may already be up. And I use M1 Finance. And so I have one account on there that is set up towards dividend stocks. So it's a whole bunch of indexes that are just dividends, right? And then I have another account on there that is focused on so there are these two investing ideas called the all-weather portfolio and the golden butterfly and they are designed to do well in every scenario right they're built a little bit differently but they're built to do well during recession during growth because of how they're what's in them right so i have a portfolio and 20 percent is in the golden butterfly 20 percent is in the all-weather portfolio and the remainder is in a moderate risk um, index fund. So things that are going to be kind of risky, but I'm not picking those stocks. That's stuff that, you know, other people that computers mm-hmm. and stuff are picking. So I so don't know. It sounds like you're investing in a person or a group or a company or an idea. And they have certain beliefs and certain certain guidelines that, uh, that the companies that they invest in have to meet and they have to... Um, they have to meet a certain standard before the company that the people, let's just call it a company, the, the company that you're investing in, invest that money elsewhere. But you're investing in them and essentially they're investing and they're doing all the hard work, all the thinking, all the, you know, looking at the financial uh, reports and everything. But there is an yeah. incentive in there for them, right? Yeah, they um, they cult- cultivate it. Okay. Yeah, so... Well, I noticed a lot of speculation versus, and sometimes speculation does pay off, you know. Um, and I think there's always, a, a, everything's good in moderation. But um, what I've noticed is that the things that I've speculated with versus the things that I've invested in, whether that's stocks or uh, you know, some kind of business venture, whatever it is, the investments tend to be something that I would be okay, not necessarily with losing, but there are things that, uh, you know, in dollar amounts that it's not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily break me. And what I mean by that is now when I, when I, some days I'll go without looking at the stock market, unless I tell myself, Hey, check the stock market, you know, see what, see what's going on. Yes, I have money in it. Yes, it's moving. Yes, it's going up. It's going down. But, um, and, and this might not be so much speculating and investing, but more so just uh, it's, it's kind of like the idea of only 
investing what you're willing to lose. So I'm less concerned with the short-term gains because I'll put the money in and then, you know, just just let it, you know, let it do its thing. You know, if it goes up, fine. If it goes down, fine. But gradually over time, it will go up or maybe the stock will go bankrupt, the company will go bankrupt and sometimes you lose. But I think speculating for me is when you put all of your eggs in that one basket and you watch it so closely because one of those eggs breaks it's just like a piece of your heart chipping away and then like another one breaks and it's oh now you can't feed your kids for two months and then another one breaks it's oh shit i might have to get a second mortgage on the house and then you're just because everything is right there and it's the same thing that i was dealing with when i was in the stock market you know things were great the high was great things were up things were down but for the most part things were up and when they went down it's just like okay you know that was just a bad day i can try again tomorrow and i'll put double in or you know, and that's, it's a gambler's mentality is what it is. Ultimately, when you think about it and you watch videos and you watch movies about gamblers and how, you know, they'll, they'll be up $500,000 and, and playing blackjack and then they'll put it all in because they, it, it's a mix of speculating and ego and this will go, can't go wrong. And there's just so many bad signs that revolve around speculation, but to you, it's, they're just blinders because, I mean, you, you can't see any of that stuff. It's all just, everything will, will go just fine. You know, nothing can go wrong. And if it does, well, it's someone else's fault. It's not my fault because we never look at those things uh, in hindsight. Or now we look at it and it's like, wow, we should have kept kept uh, NIO, NEO, and wow, we should have kept some of these stocks. But then it was just like, well, it went down and it went down because Why? Well, you don't know, so it's easy to blame someone else. But why don't you know is a better question. Like, why didn't we know? Did we not do the right research? Did we not ask the right questions before we bought it? Did we buy it at the wrong time? Did we buy into the hype? You know, were we just betting? You know, and these are these are all the questions that had they been answered beforehand, had we played devil's advocate before, and, and you do to some degree. But when you subconsciously already have your mind made up that yeah, this thing is going to go up. Yeah, this thing is going to do good. It's like, yeah, you can say all these bad things, but they'll just go right over your head because you already have your mind made up. Your mind's not open to any any further suggestion. It's just like, no, this thing's going to go up. This will be good. I need to do it now. Otherwise, I'll miss out and then I'll be, you know, shit out of luck because I missed out on what? Short-term gain anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just throw it all in. It'll work out. I know it will. If it doesn't, it's not my fault. <laughs> right. It's your ass because the money's gone, but it's not my fault. Yeah, it's, it's always a lack of responsibility, lack of claiming the fault. Yeah. But with investing, on the other hand, it's just much different. You're more careful. You're more knowledgeable. You do more more analysis. Uh, I think you're also like less like childish. Because with a lot of speculating, I think a reason why we invest while we're speculating is the get-rich-quick scheme. Because you hear about people that invested in Bitcoin, right? And it went up all this and now they're millionaires just because they put $1,000 in Bitcoin. Or you hear about people that bought Amazon back when it was about to go bankrupt. And you just, you or Netflix, sorry. But you hear about like all this different stuff. And you're like, oh, I want to do that. So you try to pick those lucky winners. And no one can pick. Even um, st people that their job is to recommend stocks and stuff, they don't know what's going to happen because you don't know if a ceo is going to die you don't know if it's going to come out that all their labor comes from a third world country where there's children and all the factories like you don't and there's just so much you don't know 
But when you invest, like you're saying, it's you're doing the research. You're not uh, trying to get rich quick. You're trying to get rich and stay rich. Yeah, and and these same principles that we're talking about, just this idea, it can be applied in other areas of life, right? When you think about, you mentioned get rich quick. Well, think about get rich quick and think about how that, that key word, the quick. Speculating is like quick. I need it now. If, if I do it, if, if I take this one pill, will it make me weigh 50 pounds less? If I do this, if I watch this six-minute video, will it make me a millionaire? If I pay $100 for your course, was it going to make me a millionaire in a, in, you know, in a month? I'll wait a little bit. I'm you know modest. I'll give you a month or three to make me rich, but you better do it no later than then if I'm paying you 150 bucks because that's all I got to my name anyway, and I've got to make a payment on my Cadillac, and you know I've got to girlfriend who needs a nice new Birkin bag and you know but well, we're also going out this weekend and that's going to cost a couple hundred bucks but this 150 bucks that I'm giving you better fucking pay off if it's going to make you rich and the same thing with you know working out six pack abs thing um, and just it's a mindset right because speculating is okay I got to lose 50 pounds I'm going to go out right now put my running shoes on it's 10 o'clock at night, but I'm going to go and run 15 miles, and that's going to be the first step. That's what I need to do right now. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, we get it. You've been watching David Goggins on YouTube, and you've been watching some fucking bulkhead Navy SEAL for, for, for 30 minutes straight eating your fucking pizza, you fat, sorry fucking slob. But you can lose 50 pounds if you just go out there and, and be the hard motherfucker that they're telling you to be. That, and that's something. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I mean, I'm just saying that there's no logic put into it. And, and investing is, and that's what we're, that's like the, the premise of, or the, you know, yeah, the premise of what we're doing, what we're pre- preaching here to some extent is that being a penny paver is just doing things incrementally, one thing at a time and watching it compound. And and that's that's what investing is. Now, it's not speculating and just uh, anticipating the best return in the least amount of time. And something kind of like building off what you were saying is, and I, I've done this myself, but I've noticed when people go to someone and they ask what their secret is, whether it's say like, hey, how did you lose all that weight or how did you get in shape or, hey, I noticed you have a mansion now, you know, how did you build to that? What we all want to hear is this really quick, simple fix. Like, how Tell did me you the lose? one day, yeah, one day hey, when everything changed. Peak, you're really lean and strong now. How did you do it? Well, I eat one banana every week before bed. It's like, oh, cool. I'm going to do that. Yeah. We don't want to hear, you know what, Bray? You know, I wake up, I run to the gym, I work out, I come home, I eat yeah. chicken. You know, we yeah. don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you say that. So, you know, I think you said before they go to bed, but let's just say, yeah, I eat one banana every morning when I wake up. Well, that could just be the beginning of this routine that they've built, right? So I eat one banana and I put my running shoes on and I run to the gym and I work out for two hours and I run back home and I, you know, and I, and I meal prep for the day and then I get everything done and then I do this and then I read, you know, for two hours. And I eat a second banana. What'd you say? Then I eat a second banana. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, they're, they're just getting the small tip of the iceberg and it's just like, wow, that's all I have to do. That's all I had to do this whole time. I'm going to go home and do it right now. Two weeks later, you run back into that person. Yeah, how you, how you doing? And it's like, fuck you. You know, it didn't work. You don't know what you're talking about. And you've got some, you've got some magic pillar. You're not telling me. You're holding out on me. And, uh, but that, that's just, yeah, you do that all the time and everywhere. Finance, personal life, social life, work and then life. I, 
Another mistake is so just to keep using this working out thing, for example, say I'm asking you, P, like, P, you know, what do you do to stay in shape? Because I'm trying to get in shape and you tell me your thing and I try it. I'm probably going to hurt myself if I try to start doing what I compared to the nothing I do now. If I try to fall into the, the peak routine, I'm probably going to pull muscles. I'm going to hurt myself because guess what? I can't lift what you lift. Yeah. I probably can't run where you can run. You know, I, <laughs> I can sure as hell eat what you can eat. Eating's what I got, but <laughs> you know, it's like, so when you are asking people also remember they're advanced, you don't, as a high schooler, you don't necessarily try to mimic the senior in college that's doing a thesis paper because yeah, he's that, doing that's, something that's going out and partying for. every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've adapted to that by now. You know, their liver has adapted. Yeah. You as a high schooler, you know, you may be able to chug a, a gallon of vodka. But it's not going to end the same for you as it will for that college. They've been doing, they got some years on you, okay? <laughs> and some debt. Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. have anything to lose. <laughs> <laughs> They're hoping they don't wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. They have to deal with the consequences of all of their actions. They're speculative that they're not going to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, mm. but but the biggest thing is I think that people aren't willing to change their mindset when it comes to things like this. A lot of people have just this closed circuit or you know, closed circuit or open circuit. I'm thinking about electricity right now. They're just not willing to see another perspective like you said when someone asks you how did you get this how did you get that how did you do this oh all they're looking for is that six minute video is that one day in your life what was the turning point you hear it all the time what was the turning point in your life when what day did you wake up and decide hmm i'm gonna be a millionaire today it doesn't work like that unless you're that catch me outside girl or you know some somebody that's all bullshit it's all it's so surface level but um i i i see it as every day you just have to do a little something towards what it is that you want to achieve every day and if you don't have the willpower to do that you either have to find it or find something that can can spark that willpower to 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 get on task stay on task and keep you focused somewhat narrowly on what it is you want to there to be there at the end of the tunnel. You know, thoughts are things and if you're not really motivated to do something or dedicated to do it and, and you know, a lot of people tell you we're all motivated people, you know. I, I can't remember what book I read it in, but basically, you know, even people who sit on the couch and smoke weed all day, they are motivated. They're just motivated to do nothing. But doing nothing is doing something. You're just, you know, if you're not, if you're just doing nothing, well, that that's a, that's a choice. You know, you're choosing to sit there. You're not, it's not like, you know, you're, you're being forced. So, and those, those people are motivated by certain cues and certain things in their life that, that, that have developed them to be that kind of person. So if you don't, if you want to be a certain kind of person, if you see someone you think, that person's successful, this person's successful, that person's successful. So we got three successful people here. What do they all have in common? And you kind of pick out a few things here, a few common denominators, or maybe you make up in your mind what it is to be a successful person. And then you start doing those things, you know, little by little by little. You don't have to say, oh, well, I'll be successful when I have $25 million, or I'll be successful when XYZ. No, 
if there are certain things that successful people are doing and you start doing them, does that not make you successful? You know, you are a successful person. If, if, but if you're, if you're value, if you're valuing the success of a person based on uh, some monetary value, you're lost. Because when you get that, you'll be so unsatisfied. There's a, there's this goalpost uh, in life that you know it, it never stops moving unless it, to if you can get it to stop moving. Uh, I don't know what it is that you've achieved, but it, it's it's some great level of self control and and uh, self fulfillment. But basically, um, when you were in in high school, maybe you wanted nothing more than to go to college. There's certain college that you want to get into, whatever, and then you get into that college, and now you want nothing more to but to finish college with this, this, or that. Or now you want nothing more than to have this certain thing, and then you get that thing. And then I would really enjoy having this, this bigger house, this bigger car, this nicer job, this, you know, a, a bigger raise, a prettier wife. I'm going to leave my wife, get somebody else, you know. I'm going to throw my kids away and get new kids, you know. So it's just like this, this goalpost that never stops moving. And then you, you get, say so you get so fixated on one. And a lot of, in these interviews with these successful people, billionaires, millionaires, they'll tell you that I wish I, my goals would have been a little bigger because I've achieved them so so easily With that being said if you get to that point where let's say 25 million is your number and and, and you're not satisfied you're just gonna essentially just run yourself into the grave basically because you're never you'll never be able to stop and look back and say holy shit look at all this stuff that i've accomplished you know it'll always just be that guy has a nicer car than me i have to get to the next level that's the next level over there i have to get there and there's some good and there's some evil to that, but you just have to find your balance. And to get that goalpost to stop moving and say, okay, I am satisfied with where I am. I, I think that's very hard for a lot of people to do. And I think, you know, even for me, because I'm very guilty of that. I'll buy, I'll buy something, and a property or something, and uh, I'll say, I just need one more. I just need to get, I need that one. I need this. I need to, to bring it in so I can get to the next level. And then the next level looks like this. This to me, well, when I get there, there's another level. It's completely relative, you know, to the person. Next level to you isn't the next level to me. Next level to me isn't the next level to, I don't know, some brainchild that's our age. The next level, you know, Obama's on a different level. You know, Donald Trump's on a different level. Elon Musk is on a different level. So, really controlling that goalpost. And we've gotten super off off subject here, but that goalpost is it's it's really important. And uh, noticing that it's moving. You know, the first what's the first step to curing an addiction or some shit? It's like identifying that you have a problem or something. Yeah, <laughs> accepting yeah. that. Or yeah. First step is acceptance. Yeah, that that goalpost is an addiction, and everybody has it in them. The addict, the just for more. You know, drug addicts have it. That's why, you know, weed is the gateway drug. You smoke a little weed, you just want more. You just want a better high. You just want that that same feeling you got from the first high. And you try something else, and oh well, you know, cocaine's pretty good, but crack <laughs> is that next level. I gotta get to the crack. So, I gotta get something a little purer than this. So. 
So, and to tie it back into speculating investing, I think as a speculator, you don't really have a goal necessarily. Your goal is to get rich. You don't, it's harder to have like a set goal because you don't know the potential. It's just mm -hmm. uh, pumping money and it's pumping and dumping, right? But investing, I, I don't want to speak for everyone else, but I know for myself, for a friend, another contributor for the pennypaver.com, Emma, both of us, we talk about investing a lot. We have goals for our investing. So it might look like I want to have a certain amount of money invested total. And then once we reach that, maybe we want to focus. So this year, I really want to max out my Roth IRA. And then once we meet that, it's this. And then it's, okay, well, how do I lower my monthly expenses? Or So when you're investing and it's more planning, it's not just the speculative, you know, like, oh, this looks shiny right now. Let me buy it. I think you really, um, you can utilize the moving goalposts Kind of like when you start to sprint, right? It's a bunch of these tiny little stutter steps. And before you know it, you're sprinting, right? So I think sprinting and I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense in my head, but these no, using these goalposts and... And uh, I think there's something in there that I want to point out is that certain people, you can ask them, what's your number? How much is it that you need? And are you, you talk to someone who's at a job and they say, I'm not getting paid enough. And you say, okay, what what is it that you need? How much is it that you need to get paid? What do they say? You say more, more, Just more, you know, more. And and that's that's it's like a kid. The kid's sitting in the high chair, and they're you know, and, and mom's feeding them candy or fruits or strawberries or something. They're just like more, more, more. I need more. I need more. I, and they're, they're just they're just eating it all, you know. And the money's gone before it even hits their hand. You know, I think we can make a, an episode on that alone, you know, spending money before you have it. But um, that's a good idea. There, there's no, there's no number because you know, there's, there's no logic. It's just emotion. It's speculation. You know, I just, I need more, you know, and I, I want more. I don't have a number, uh, but what you're giving me now is, isn't enough or what I'm making now isn't enough house that I'm in now isn't enough. The car that I'm in now isn't enough. The clothes that I have now aren't enough. You know, my, 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 my boat isn't big enough. You know, things in my life just are not enough. And you say, okay, well, what is enough? I don't know. More, <laughs> more, 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 more. It's like, <laughs> it's like those birds from, uh, finding, that fucking, Nemo. finding Nemo. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Mine, 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 mine. I just want more. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's a problem that a lot of people have, and I think we're all, even if, say, it's not with, like, I don't know, regardless of what it is, whether it's with hobbies or entertainment or drinking or eating or exercise, I think we're all guilty of this, just this more, more, more mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's only combated with, you know, thought and uh realizing what it is you need why you need it and uh and getting there getting to that number because when you have when you have a more uh, direct or more precise i should say goal number figure uh path or destination you're more likely to get there you know and you're just saying more you're just imagine closing your eyes and you're in this big black space and you know People are shouting over here, they're shouting over here, we'll give you more over here, and you're wandering over here. 
and then you're wandering over here and someone's saying more in front of you, more and more and more, and it's getting louder and you can hear it, you fucking fall off a cliff. You, you, you don't know where you're going. You don't know how you want to get, you, how, how you're going to get there. You're just kind of following, you know, who's going to give me more? Where can I get more from? You know, there's no number. There's no destination. It's just. It's a dangerous cycle. Yeah, it's terrible. I think that about wraps up this episode. As always, if you want to hear more <laughs> or read more, more, go on over to our website at pennypaver.com. More, and, more, more. <laughs> and if you want to um, reach out to us or um, contact us, you can email us at team at pennypaver.com. All right, I'll talk to you next time, man.